What expectations do you have of God concerning your life? Let's focus in on that next on Times of Refreshing. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As you join us today, we find ourselves back in Psalm 62. It's there that we catch up with our teacher and pastor in a message he's called Expectation. We're looking at the expectations that we have of ourselves, our future of God, and then we also take a look at the expectations that God has for us. And they are quite grand. Please join us for an encouraging look at Psalm 62 with this edition of Times of Refreshing. Now, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I want to say this, saints. There's some things that doctors don't have answers to, but God has an answer for. And we have to learn to believe God and realize that He empowers us. It's an expectation and what the Spirit of God is in my life. And it's not just, you know, and and I want to say across the board. God wants us to have an expectation that His miracle working power is available to us. In this church, that His miracle working power is available to us. That His healing power is available to us. There's an expectation that God wants to do miracles. He wants to heal the sick. He wants to cast out devils. He wants to see people liberated. And that's because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, God created this expectation by saying that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive what? You shall receive dunamis. Inherent power that comes through your relationship with Jesus Christ that makes you... A stick of dynamite in the hand of God. God wants to flow through you. And I think for all of us, we got to get this fixed, saints. God wants to do miracles. He wants to heal. He wants signs and wonder. He wants the power of God to be revealed. But on the flip side, he also wants to, and I think we got to get this, for whatever job God has given you, he empowers you to do that job. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete. It doesn't matter if, you, if you're a person that works, you know, at the, at the trash company. It doesn't matter where you were. I don't care where you were. Whatever you need to do, God will empower you to do it. If you're a stay-at-home mom, God wants to empower you to do what you want to do and do what you need to do for His glory. Amen? Some of you say, I need some of that right now. (laughs) Say, I'm telling you, this is what God wants to release in your life. But what's your expectation? Some of us have the Holy Spirit right there. And we're not living as if the most powerful being on the planet is living on the inside of us. Our confession is bad. The way we think is bad. And we think we're all alone. I want to just serve notice on you today. You are not alone. When that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. Amen. He'll cause you to be an overcomer. This is how David, he defeated the lion and the bear. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. This is how David conquered Goliath. 
It was the power. It wasn't his own stuff. I'm sure he practiced. I'm sure he did his thing. But there's a point when your strength runs out, but there's another strength that kicks in. My God, I'm just feeling this right now. Pastoring. I need the power of God to pastor this church. It takes the power of God. But I expect the power of God to be released and to be revealed in every area of our lives. In ministry. You need the power of God. To be a good husband, you need the power of God. To be a good wife, expect that the power of God is going to be released in your life to empower you to do what you need to do as a wife. To be a student in school, you need the power of God. To work on the job in the midst of all the heathens. I said it because that's what the word says. You need the power of God. And that's okay. I got the power of God to do this. Well, I have an expectation. God anointed me to do this. He called me to do this. I'm empowered to do this. The wisdom I need, the skill I need, everything, God will give it to me. If I align myself with his will, can I have an amen? This is what God wants to do. Healing. Expectation. And let me say this to you. Even as a church, there has to be an expectation that when we raise up altar workers... Raise up prophetic teams, raise up minstrels and all these people that are working. That, that if you're in the pews, there's an expectation that you have to have. That man, when these people lay hands on me, when they release the word of the Lord, something is going to happen. There's an expectation that something is going to happen. Amen? I want to show you. Just leave your hand there. I want to show you a quick picture of this. Go to, go to Acts chapter 3. Very simple here. I want to show you what expectation will do. Acts chapter 3. Verse 1 to 10. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, there's power that's coming. We should expect it based on what he promised. Look at verse 1. These same individuals that Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you should receive power. It says here in verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the, the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried... Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, what? Expecting to receive something. He was expecting something. When you come and you respond to an altar call, if you have somebody pray, if you expect something. Don't come up and, okay, what's going to happen? Let's see, okay, here we go. That's how some people, they call you for prayer. They don't even believe God's going to hear your prayer. They, They just do it religiously. No, I'm calling you because I know you can get a prayer through. And when you pray, God's about to do something. And the power of God's going to hit my life. And I'm going to be changed. So go ahead and pray. Get have an amen. This is a mindset that we have to develop. He was expecting to receive something. It says here. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have. Based on the fact that God promised me that the power of God was going to come into my life. When the Holy Spirit came. 
He says, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately. We need immediate change. But when, if we believe and we have an expectation, this is what we begin to get. He says, and immediately his feet and ankle bones were strengthened. Received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is what happens when the power of God. But do we have an expectation? Do we have an expectation? Father, I pray that this church has an expectation that we will be protected from every wicked scheme of the devil, every plot, every curse that the devil tries to speak, anything the devil tries. God, you are our fortress. You are our shield. You are our high tower. You are our defense. God, you are with us. We have an expectation. This is what you will do in the, in the hearts of your people. We expect your provision for every good work that we want to accomplish. We are sowers. We are givers. We give our lives, our times, our talent, our treasure, our temple for your glory. We have an expectation that you're going to provide. God, we expect power to flow through this church, to pulsate through our veins, to pulsate through our limbs, to pulsate through every fiber and every single uh, member in our body. That the power of God, because the Holy Spirit is in our lives. And the last thing, and I think this is the key. This is a key, saints. And we're going to close with this. It's found in 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. And I think this is an area that is not often talked about, but it is an area that I think the enemy, he hinders us from having an expectation based on what I'm going to show you here. Verse 5. 1 John Chapter 1, verse 5. It says in verse 5. This is a message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all what? Sin. If we say that we have no sin or have never sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our what? If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins. We have to have an expectation in this area because I think, and it's just... My, I, this is what I feel like God's showing me. So many people are riddled with guilt, with shame, 
with just unbelief when it comes to what God has done in their lives. That they allow the devil to tell them, you can't go to church. Nobody, nobody loves you. No, nobody cares. Look what you've done. You can never recover. You can never rebound. Look how nasty you are. Look how dirty you are. Look, you're just filthy. You, you, nobody's going to receive you. Then the devil will come in and he will keep a person isolated. And then once he gets you isolated, what he'll do is begin to pervert your mind, beat you up, and get you off over here thinking that nobody in the church cares. Nobody in the church loves you. God doesn't even care. So why should I just go ahead and just live my life? But I want to say that the devil is a liar. And we have to realize that there's nobody in this room that has given their life to God. And then after you give your life to God, you never, ever committed another sin ever in your life. Is there anybody like that in here? So what I'm saying is, is that Jesus, when you meet Jesus, he comes in and all of your past, he gives you a fresh start from that point. He wipes away all your past. He says, everything you did on on that side of the cross, I'm done. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. You've repented. You've come to me. You've confessed your sins. I don't want to hear about it. But now, on the other side of the cross, as we are being sanctified, we are being set apart, we are being washed, we are being cleansed, we are being detoxed, if you will. There's going to be moments in our lives... Unfortunately, well, we may stumble, we may sin, we may do things that are contrary to the will of God. And so what happens to a lot of people is they go forth and they're living and they love God. They have a desire, but they're still dealing with their own flesh, dealing with the world, dealing with the devil's temptation in their lives. And you'll see them every now and then fall. And instead of making it right before God, they just stand up and try to dust themselves off as though nothing happened. But something did happen. And so 1 John chapter 1 is powerful because what it does is it tells me that God understands that that I'm in the sanctifying process. I am being sanctified. That God's washing me. And... If I happen, it doesn't mean I have to. God helps me ultimately to maintain my relationship by going through the process. And this is what he says. This is the message which we have heard from him. Verse 5, and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. What is he saying here? He's saying that God is light, and if we're going to walk with Him, we got to abide in the light. And so what happens is, God is taking us down this path where He's allowing the light to shine on our impurities on the other side of the cross so that He can continue to perfect us. While that is going on, my job is not to put out the light. My job is to acknowledge the light. And when God begins to show me areas in my life that needs to change or he's not happy with, instead of me blaming it on somebody else. Can I have an amen? Amen. Instead of me saying, well, it was my mama's fault. It was my daddy's fault. It, It was him. 
It was, it was, it was Pookie. He did it. It, 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 was, it, was my, it was my dog. He did it. Instead of me pointing the finger at somebody else, I have to take personal responsibility for my own actions as I'm being sanctified and as God shining the light. He knows that when we get in the light, there's things that aren't right. But all he's saying is, is that if you're going to walk with him, you got to stay in the light. You cannot turn to darkness. And this is what a lot of people do. Instead of acknowledging an area where God is saying, you got a spot there. And, and, and you getting close to me is what showed you that you had a spot there. Do, do you mind if I get that spot off of you? Do you, you mind if I clean that off? But the only way that I'm going to let you clean it off is the only way that I'm going to clean it off is that when I show it to you you declare that I'm right and you're wrong can I have an amen don't blame it on anybody else the light just showed me that there's a spot there so I'm not going to blame it on anybody I'm just you know I'm going to take it like a man that's me. I, I need to change that in God. So, Lord, if I'm willing to confess it, I have the expectation that you'll remove it. Amen. Can I have an amen in here? This is what he's saying. Look what he says. He says, verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light... That means I'm going to stay in it. You're going to show me things in my life maybe that are wrong, but I'm going to stay in it. I'm going to walk in the light as you are in the light. He says, if I do this, we'll still have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will what? Cleanse us. This is how we get the guilt and the shame and the stuff in our lives and in our minds and we and we bind the devil and we cause the devil to see that hey listen I may have fallen but rejoice not my enemy for I shall arise and when I sit in darkness the Lord shall be my light that we we can get up from it when we're willing to confess it before God because why the power of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ wasn't just for your beginning it was for the whole journey but you activate it. Can I have an amen? You activate it by saying, God, oh, you show me that. Oh, Lord, here I am. The blood of Jesus Christ. Cleanse my conscience. Cleanse my mind. Wash me right now all over again. Here I am. I'm standing in the need of your help. I, I'm standing. I have an expectation that when I come before you, you'll clean me again. Can I have an amen? Oh, I like this right now. Somebody getting free in this room right now. He says in verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And this is one of the doctrines that I see happening with some of this hyper-grace teaching. This perverted grace. We're, we're telling people they're forgiving, but, forgiven, but they never dealt with it with God. Grace just covered it. Don't worry about it. You, you know the blood of Jesus. No, no, no. I got to activate according to that scripture. I have to let God know I'm wrong. 
and I have godly sorrow that's led, led to repentance, but I'm willing to come before God and say, God, you are my father. You know how I am. I'm, I got problems sometimes. Help me out. Here I am. I confess it before you. Can I have an amen? People don't do that. They just act like, oh, it didn't happen. And they blame it on other people. It's not God, saints. And let's close this out. Look what it says. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, John is not talking to unbelievers here. He is not talking to unbelievers in this passage of Scripture. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the people of God. He's talking to people who have understand this concept. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and then not just leave us there. He says, then to do what? I want to be clean. How many just want to be totally clean? Well, this is how you do it. He says to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But what's your expectation? Hey, if you messed up, just make it right. What's your expectation? Don't flip out and, I can't go to church anymore. I blew it. Well, get up. Make it right with God. He loves you. He may be, man, listen, it may sting. You got spanking before, it stings. Then it goes away. Just take it like a man, you know. <laughs> take it like a woman of God. You know, man, I, I, I messed up, you know. Okay, God's going to get me, okay. But I, it, it, may, it, may, it may sting for a while. You may not feel right for a while. God may, he may cause the heavens to be brass for a minute just to get your, he wants to work godly sorrow in your life. That's okay. Let, let it work. Sit in it for a while so you don't, won't do it again. Amen. This is, we sit in it for a while. And then, but our expectation is, God, you forgive me though. You still love me. You forgive me. And you'll walk me through it. Saints. In this church, we're building something powerful by the grace of God. And we're going to be a church that is protected, that has provision, that has the power of God, and has a continual stream and flow of forgiveness. Because we have an expectation that God is forged in our lives and our hearts through His Word. And as we do this, it doesn't matter what people say in the world and what's happening. God will cause us to stand as a beacon of light in the midst of everything that goes on in this country and in this world for that matter. Amen? Amen. And so I want to encourage you today to get your expectation right. Believe God for the best for you. Believe God for the best for your family. Believe God for the best in your situation. And then put into practice those things God said that he would begin to do. Make yourself available for these things to be manifest in your life. Some of you need God's protection right now. You're in a situation where you're saying, Pastor, I need God's protection now. I'm in a situation. My back's against the wall. Some of you in this room are here and you, you need God's provision now. Some of you in this room, you need God's power. Right now, you're on the verge of doing something that you, God wants to empower you to live right. And then some of you, 
maybe you have crossed over a line and you're saying, Pastor, I I blew it. Well, I want to tell you, if you're willing to confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Make it right today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Make it right today. Expect it in all four of these areas today. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 10.30 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord, just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on His truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless. God bless.